When I was a kid, I always got told it was good to share. But does that mean money too? A few episodes back, we were talking about financial abuse and Katie made a point saying that it's important not to be put off sharing finances with a romantic partner. There are benefits to it, although it can still get messy if you don't have a solid plan in place. So today, I'm talking to Amy James, a product manager at Legal & General. When she and her partner Dan decided that they'd like to settle down together, he revealed that he had built up some significant debts. Her story is about how they work together to get to a stronger financial place. So Amy, great to have you here, but can you give us a brief overview of your experiences sharing your finances with your partner Dan? So Dan and I met when I was 22, um, and I think we have hit every milestone along the way in terms of how we have shared our finances. Early days, I mean, very much like most couples, what was mine was mine, what's his was his. We lived very independently and dated like that for about a year. And then the role that I had took me to a point where we had to decide, did I want to move to the same city as him or was I going to stay? So we decided that I would move in with him in his flat share with some of his other friends. So that was kind of our first step into, okay, so what does that mean for our shared finances? At that point, again, we just kind of contributed to each other's little, like that pot that goes into kind of the shared household. And about a year after that, living in a shared housing, I was like, great, I'm saving loads of money here. So I'm either quite happy to do this or actually like we've done this for a year. Do we want to live just the two of us? I think that was the pivotal like first conversation that we had about what's next for both of us. And it was at that point that Dan said he had a little bit of debt. Not that much, just like a few few thousand pounds. <laughs> it was enough for me to worry about, but go, okay, that's fine. We're clearly in different financial positions. So at that point we said, well, we don't want to stay living in a house share, but we'd like to get our own place. We're not ready to sort of jump straight into buying somewhere together because we're not in the same financial position. So the agreement was Dan would sort of keep paying off his debt. And he said he was in control of that. And I would keep saving towards a house that we would eventually buy. And so we moved in together and about coming up to 12 months from having kind of moved in together and renting, I saw one of the apartments in our building come up for sale. And I thought, well, we love where we live. We're close to town. It's a lovely building. And I've probably got enough money to buy that um, with a mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was kind of the next conversation. So we said, yep, that's great. I don't think we revisited sort of how far Dan had come in his debt. We were probably still kind of fairly fairly ignorant and living in happy bliss of each other's finances but feeling like that comfortable arrangement was underneath of it that Dan was paying off debt and I was saving so it was no surprise to him that I had enough savings to kind of put down that deposit so we put down the deposit we said we'd buy the house Dan was very adamant that it would be my house and he didn't want to go on the mortgage that was you know it was going to be for me he couldn't contribute towards the deposit and he felt that was fair and I was like all right I don't really mind I knew that I was buying it as our first home that we were going to live in together so whether he was on it or not kind of didn't bother me but I understood better when it came to that kind of first month that we were ready to make that exchange everything's culminating and Dan started to look quite worn out (laughs) quite stressed it was very visible on him and one day I came back from a work trip and he just broke and he confessed actually he had a lot of debt and and he had been paying it off in the last year but the what might have been sort of three five thousand pounds of debt was not it was more than his annual salary in debt wow (laughs) Um, yeah so that was that was kind of yes that was critical milestone (laughs) wow so that is quite a journey that you guys yeah. have been on and I mean that's quite a revelation I can't even imagine how it is to you know you think one thing in terms of the amount yeah. of debt your partner's got and then it ends up being something completely different yeah but a shock. if we talk about that process then what was the most important and helpful thing that helped you through 
you know, going through, you know, getting your first property and mm. just yeah. having a conversation. Well, it was once we were in that situation that, I mean, everything has to come to a head at that point, doesn't it? Because it was a question of, well, do I continue to buy this apartment? What if we can't afford it? I'd intended for us to live in it and share those expenses together. I was able to afford that mortgage by myself. That's the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that was comfortable. And we agreed that, okay, that's what we're going to do. I was going to continue to buy the house. But there was no more of me saying, okay, that's fine, Dan. You just carry on in the background paying off your debt we had a much more visible shared sense of each other's finances. But also it forced us to sort of embrace this idea that, okay, um, an understanding that, yes, we could have probably kept independent and that might have meant that I could afford things that he couldn't afford or I'll pay for you to go on holiday because I want us to go on holiday together. But actually, we knew we were doing this as like the next step of our lives and our partnership together. And so we wanted to, I looked at that as, I want our finances to be shared together. So if we've got all of this money to pay off, like I see it as you do, but I want to help you pay that off because what happens to you is going to impact what happens to me. But yeah, I think we we found like a mutual respect for one another and in the steps that we took. So we rented out one of the rooms in my new apartment <laughs> and my brother came to live with us. And so that helped pay, pay towards it. Dan had to sell his car, but we lived in the city centre. So it was one of those, That's that okay. was a heartbreak, yeah. but we lived with it, yeah. exactly. Um, but those were big commitments. He also quit smoking and that was Ooh. huge because that was a big expense. So there were a couple of big lifestyle changes between us both that went towards paying off all of that debt. I think that's that's really good. Hearing your story, I think, is probably reminiscent to a lot of our listeners. It's such a mature conversation that you had, and it's mm. a difficult one. Mm. And we said it before on this podcast, that money is such a taboo topic, yeah. and especially talking about it when you're not in a great place. People shy away from it. Yeah. So it makes sense why maybe he wasn't forthcoming initially, but you two putting together that plan and saying, you know what, we're a partnership, we're going to figure yeah. this out together. But equally, you not taking full ownership of his debt, which you could have. You could have yeah, yeah. stepped yeah. in, like you said, and said, you know what, I'm just going to yeah. help you pay it off. But coming together and helping him manage his money, I think is really key. So I want to kind of bring it to your everyday now. So yeah. what does that arrangement look like now with your everyday finances, the two of you? Well, we fast forward sort of five, six years now, actually. So we we kind of jumped, we've, we paid off all that debt. We set ourselves Amazing. that goal that we said we'd pay it off in three years. And we actually paid it off in just under three years because we were getting married and we made like a big kick at the end to say, we want to start our lives married without all of this debt behind us. And now we have our finances completely joint, actually. Slowly our finances just came together to the point where everything was going into that joint account so there was no more sort of just splitting the bills both of our incomes went into it and that's made a big difference for my everyday now because we now have a little girl she's three and when it came to big decisions again like maternity leave um suddenly I'm the one who's at the financial detriment because it's my income that's taking a hit not dance and actually there was almost you know well there was no question that that was just a joint hit it wasn't my hit to take on my own and my finances our household income took the burden of having to take the maternity leave and then what does childcare look like? All of that is comes from our family finances as mm. opposed to his or mine. Well, I think it's great. Like you said, your approach to finances now, I mean, congratulations mm. on Thanks. getting it all wiped <laughs> off, you know, and having yeah. the wedding yeah. that you wanted and being yeah. able to do that. I think that is such a testament in your journey, your story together mm. as a partnership. But I think even just seeing how you guys manage your money you know join your Mm. finances you obviously have your strong money management that you've got yourself innately um and i think there's so many different things that 
people can do you know whenever i talk to people who are in a couple you know you yeah do things like money dates i'm not sure if you guys do money dates where you kind of get we together do. and talk about yeah. it yeah i don't know that i'm as glamorous as calling it a money <laughs> date <laughs> you, you come but together do. and talk we about finances absolutely do that yeah we sit down we look through what are the bills and kind of where are we at and we have that open conversation about what is our next goal so it was really obvious when it was paying off debt but once we paid off debt then it was well actually we're going to get married we want to save for a wedding do we want to save for a new house we have we've bought a new family home rather than our little first apartment you know what were each of those goals that we were saving towards or if we weren't saving sometimes at any point it was just like we were just building up a bit of a what's the word like a comfort blanket yes yes like, <laughs> yeah. a, like an emergency yeah. fund. Exactly. a rainy day fund that you a can rainy fall day back fund. on exactly. amazing and we both love our travel so it would always be okay so if we save that then you know maybe it's just actually now it's nice things that we can save for so we can save for nice holidays and go on nicer trips that's really nice i think it's so great to see that and you mentioned there that mm. you guys have got an amazing child three-year-old we do yeah amazing so how did things change for you as a couple yeah when you had your child because obviously that is a massive change and did you have to review who paid for what and what expenses were paid you know out of where yeah I guess for us because we had come together so jointly in our finances we didn't have to change an awful lot when when we when I got pregnant and when we had her so actually yeah childcare just became another expense that had to come out and obviously we have to have that conversation and kind of you know, review we've got new outgoings <laughs> and what does that look like but it was nice to have that comfort that it wasn't like sort of me looking at it in terms of okay well if I want to reduce my hours what does that mean and can I still afford to contribute sort of my half of things because actually it was recognized that it's just what do we have as a total sum how much of that is now going towards looking after this little person and um, whether that's childcare or just new bills and new groceries that need purchased but like in that way it was it was kind of nice it just became very casual and didn't feel stressful but I think that's nice like you, you got over the the harder part initially, yeah. which was you tackling that debt. So then everything else almost feels yeah. more seamless because it, money isn't taboo anymore. We can exactly. talk about it. We yeah. can figure out yeah. our rhythm. So I think that's great. Yeah. Thanks. That's amazing. Amy, it was great hearing how you guys manage your finances within a couple. And I think it's also good to highlight just in general, anyone who is in a couple and thinking about different ways that they can manage their finances, you know, keeping separate accounts is another way that you can do it. So people have their joint accounts, but you might have your separate accounts mm-hmm. that you put money into for different spending, you know, sharing, like like you mentioned, sharing things in the joint account is all, all very useful. Household bills in there, things that you share, joint accounts. Also dividing up what's mine, what's yours, and what's ours, keeping that separate. And having the main earner pay their partner an allowance, another interesting way to do it, but it works for some couples. So there's some general tips that you can do when it comes to manage your finances as a couple. But what I do want to kind of caveat here is to be wary of joint finances. If one of you has a poor credit history, because if you open up a joint bank account or take out a mortgage together, your credit rating could be affected as you'll be co-scored if you apply for credit. So it's a good idea for both of you to check your credit before combining your finances. Amy, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all of our guests at the end of our episode. Mm-hmm. So what are your three top tips for our listeners to help them get a little bit richer? I think my first is there is no one size fits all. I started by telling you that I think we have hit every single one of the ways of sharing finances through through our relationship. So we didn't jump straight into sharing finances on our third date. We built to that and 
that has absolutely served us right but I've got plenty of friends that also have wonderful marriages and partnerships but don't share their finances and still have those open conversations which is my second point (laughs) I think having open conversations really transparent ones both with yourselves but also like with friends because I think money is really taboo and it shouldn't be why can't we talk about how much somebody else spends on something because actually it might put in perspective you're spending what on those bills like did you Look at this one. Mm -hmm. You can save a little bit over here. And actually that really helps. And it helps you as a couple as well. And my third, I think it's having a sort of shared goal because that helps that foundation of shared respect for each other's finances. It's unlikely at any point in time you're both going to match in your finances. One of you is going to earn a little more. One of you is going to earn a little less. One of you might come into a bit of money. And I think having that respect for the fact that you're both working towards a shared goal at any point in time helps if there are challenges where somebody's going do you know what, actually that budget feels really tight and I don't enjoy it. Like now I am feeling restricted in my spending and that that's encroaching on the life that I want. Actually having that conversation to say, all right, well, that's fine. Let's rein that back a little bit. So I think at every point, if you have something that you're working jointly towards, that, re- that really helps kind of cement any of the other two points where you're having those conversations and being open and honest with each other. Those are amazing, especially the tip about the shared goal. I love that. I think when it comes to any kind of saving, as a couple, but even as individuals, having a goal in mind will keep you on track. And, you know, it's even better if you have the same vision. Exactly. So thank you so much, Amy. You've shared some incredible gems on this podcast. Next time, I'm learning more about side hustles. A second job can be a great way to bring some extra money in. But do you need to pay tax on that money? What other costs are involved? And will you still get time to actually have a break from work? I'm getting into all of this and more on A Little Bit Richer. But while you wait... Hit follow, leave a review and tell a mate. These are all the things that help get the pod up the chart and helping other people too. Bye.